Ahoy, mates! Time for another episode of Captain's Quarters Podcast. This is our 98th episode. Cheers to you, Mr. Davy Longwood, the navigator. Cheers, Captain. Hi, Gunner Hellfire won't be on, nor will Mandy Joe, our navigator. They are both occupied in other things. We always expect that Mandy might have issues because she's three hours behind us. But we are here, nonetheless, to have a good time. So, ladies and gentlemen, cheers to you. And how do you find us? That would be YouTube. Use that QR code or go to youtube.com and look for Captain's Quarters Podcast. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit any button you can think of there, all of them in the positive vein, that way it's always good for us. And then you can catch up with us every Monday evening at 8 p.m. on Captain's Quarters Podcast. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time also. So if you live outside this time frame, we're an hour, two, or three hours behind you. Unless you're over in Europe, then you guys are ahead of us. But we'd love to have people from all over. I know that we have people watching us from Canada. We have people watching us from Brazil. We have people watching us from Washington, Oregon, California, Michigan, the Panhandle of Florida, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch more I could start naming, including Alabama, if my son makes it on board. So, ladies and gentlemen, like us, subscribe to us, Captain's Quarters Podcast at YouTube.com. Thank you very much. We look forward to having you there. And I always like to try to remember, tonight I'm drinking a bit of rum. Not that I should, but because I want to. And I'm trying the new Kraken Golden Rum. It's not dark, it's gold. Golden Spiced Rum. And it's not bad, ladies and gentlemen. I'm actually enjoying it. Over one cube of ice, and I think you'd enjoy it too. So try it out. On that note, we always do Eight Bells First, sponsored by Rikers, the family of entertaining historic interpreters, otherwise known as reenactors. Uh, they are a good couple that are part of my crew and very supportive and loyal to the things that we do, trying to keep history alive, interesting, and entertaining. Davy is the first one, Jimmy Buffett. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, sad day. James William Buffett, an American singer, songwriter. You know what? I don't really need to read this one because if you do not know who Jimmy Buffett was, you need to crawl out from underneath your rock. He was, a, he was devoted to his fans. He started so many things. Parrot Heads, Margaritaville, you name it. He, was, he, he, he really did just jump right out there and let everybody see an island escapism lifestyle. He was 76 years old, ladies and gentlemen. One of the things that touched me while I was watching some of the things going on, um, Paul McCartney went to visit him last week. And let's also, well, I'm, not, I'm gonna leave that alone, Never mind. Next on our list is Gail Jenkins. Lady Jenkins was an American film, television, and stage actor. She made more than 30 film appearances during her film career. Honeycutt was typecast as a brunette sex pot. She portrayed Emmeline Fetty, a con woman trying to extort money from the Clampets in two episodes of the Beverly Hillbillies in 1966. She co-starred with James Garner in the detective film Marlowe, in which her character was a glamorous Hollywood actress. She was 80 years old. How about Jack Sony? was an American writer, musician, and marketing executive best known as the other guitarist in Dire Straits. During the band's 
Brothers in Arms era. I loved that, that album. It was a great album. Sony was asked to join the band for the 1984 recording sessions for Brothers in Arms and the subsequent tour. Sony accepted and played guitar sympathizer synthesizer on the man's Too Strong. Sony also played the Live Aid concert at Wimble, Wembley on July 13, 1985 with Dire Straits. He was 68 years old. Gilbert Harvey Brandt, an American professional football executive who was the vice president of player personnel in the National Football League for the Dallas Cowboys from 60 to 88. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2019. He was 91 years old. Stephen Scott Harwell, an American singer. Harwell served as the lead vocalist and frontman for the rock band Smash Mouth from its founding in 94 until his retirement in 21. Before his retirement, he and bassist Paul DeLiles were the only two constant members of the band. He was 56 years old. Wow, he was young. William Pinckney, an American sailor and executive. He, in 1992, became the first African-American to sail around the world solo via the Cape of Good, Horn, Good Hope and Cape Horn. Pinckney joined the United States Navy in 56, served as a hospital corpsman. He, lived, he left the Navy in 64 and moved to Puerto Rico for a few years where he learned how to sail. Pinckney is a member of the National Sailing Hall of Fame. He was awarded the America and the Sea Award by Mystic Seaport Museum on October 26, 2022, and he was 87 years old. Six. Very good, Davey. One of these days, we might have to let me look at them ahead of time so I get some of the words right. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we raise our glass in honor to these people, in respect to their passing, and to love to their fans and their family. Eight bells, please, baby. Very good. If we miss somebody, by all means, ladies and gentlemen, let us know. Davey does a very good job of finding these. I do some looking, but usually Davey has beat me to the punch. But if you know of somebody, great. We're even, I'd like to even make sure that we open this up. If, if there are pirate crews across the country that watch us, reenactors across the country that watch us, and somebody that's been important in your crew or your group, please let us know. We'd like to pay privilege to them also. Don't let them go unheard of. Let's talk about them also. Upon that note, ladies and gentlemen, Joke of the Week, sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures with Mini Mayhem. Ahoy, mates. Mini Mayhem here with Joke of the Week. Sponsored by Shiver Me Pictures. Why did Blackbeard offend so many ladies? Think about it, and I will give you the answer at the end of the show. All right, we'll have the reveal towards the end of the show. I wonder what it is. What did he do, or why did he offend so many ladies? I can hardly wait to hear. <laughs> Davey, did you find this one or make it up? I found this one. All right, very good. Quote of the week, ladies and gentlemen, by Spyglass Travel. If you want a good, a good walking tour of St. Augustine, please contact Spyglass Travel. Our friends there at Spyglass Travel will give you one of the best walking tours of history or of the historic city of St. Augustine, Florida. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, 
They are in the top 10 of the entire United States for walking tours of historic areas. And on that note, the quote of the week, if a man could have half of his wishes, he would double his troubles. <laughs> that's kind of like saying, don't be careful what you wish for. Right, that's a good one. If a man could have half of his wishes. Very good, Davey. A good one. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, question of the week, sponsored by our good friends, Miss Gina Marie and Ancient City Siren. We actually will be doing an event with them in October, I believe it is. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on. But for now, question of the week. How do you celebrate Labor Day? Is it cookouts, barbecues, friends coming over? I know this Labor Day I celebrated by doing exactly what it means. I labored. I had some tours in the museum all day today. But how do you? We'll look and see later on. On that note, let me see here. There it is. Ah, look at all the people we have watching the show tonight. Very good, very good. So, Crew Adventures Complete is usually next on our list, but we don't really have any Crew Adventures Complete because we haven't had a whole lot going on. We've had a little bit of a break. That's fine, but Crew Adventures on the horizon. Immediately on the horizon, ladies and gentlemen, is Ancient City Con. And I will have a booth there in the lobby talking about the St. Augustine Swashbucklers and everything else that Mayhem does. And on Sunday, they are allowing me to do a one-hour seminar. I, the genesis of your inner character in one hour. It's kind of an offshoot of my three-hour acting seminar. And it will be live on Monday at 1 p.m. in the main panel's Legends 3 room. And it is a $10 per person to come and visit. But I don't want you to think that you're wasting your money. Besides having a good question and answer session, which is what we'll be doing, I am going to do two things. Everybody that comes to the show will receive a gift from me. But I'm also going to do something else. Every $10 ticket that's purchased has a chance to win this. It is a Zoom camera. It is a $200 value. Davey and I bought these to use for the podcast, and we have not used them yet, and I've decided I'm going to use one as a raffle prize. So for every $10 ticket purchased, you get a chance to win this prize, and I will give it that day on Sunday. We will advertise. So come out, learn about how to build your character, and have a good time. Upon that note, we also have Spooktacular coming out. We'll be looking for some sponsors for Spectacular. We have a great new t-shirt. We'll probably talk about that next week. And the t-shirt is for Spectacular. And of course, Old City Pirate Festival is in the works and our website. I think we'll have the website ready to be completely public by next episode. So we'll see how it goes. It's been a little slow, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize to those of you that have been expecting me to jump so many hoops. It has not been easy. We have had some other projects to do around here that were crew-oriented, but we had to do them outside, and it's been terribly, terribly hot. And then we had the storm come in. And, well, I'm getting older, and after four or five hours out in the heat, I just want to sit down and do nothing. So, we're a little behind, but I will plan on catching up this week. So keep an eye out for everything. New t-shirt for the spooktacular and more ad advertisements for everything we've got going on. 
And Talk Like a Pirate Day is coming up, and the crew will be out on Matanzas Bay on a 36-person party boat on the night of Talk Like a Pirate Day, September 19th. We'll talk about that more next week also. All right. For now, though, I think it's time to have video highlight of the week. What do you say, Davey? Hi, Captain. Very good. And it's all about Labor Day, right? Yes. Yes. Let's see what the history of Labor Day is all about. The Industrial Revolution modernized the United States and Canada during the 19th century. As people enjoyed steady employment, they compromised their rights in the workplace. Longer work hours and pay cuts were imposed. U.S. labor groups began protecting themselves by unionizing. In Canada, unions were illegal until 1872 when thousands of Ottawa laborers marched to Prime Minister John McDonald's home. That year, Canada wiped the anti-union law from its books, and the march became an annual Canadian tradition. In 1882, Toronto labor officials invited an American union leader, Peter J. McGuire, to Toronto's labor celebration. McGuire was so impressed that he suggested a workers' parade to New York City's Central Labor Union. He chose September 5th as the date because it filled the long void between July 4th and Thanksgiving. Coincidentally, that same year, a machinist from Patterson, New Jersey, Matthew McGuire, also proposed a laborers' celebration. On Tuesday, September 5, 1882, thousands of New York City laborers marched from City Hall to Union Square. They gathered in Reservoir Park for an afternoon of picnics, concerts, and speeches rallying for an eight-hour workday. Two years later, the Central Labor Union moved the parade to the first Monday in September. They also encouraged all U.S. cities to follow New York's lead and march for the working man's holiday. For many, the choice was to either spend the day at work or march without pay. That began to change when Oregon became the first state to legalize the Labor Day holiday in 1887. Other states, including New York, soon followed. It took a political disaster to put Labor Day on the national calendar. In 1894, railway workers in Pullman, Illinois, went on strike to protest wage cuts. President Grover Cleveland faced pressure to end the demonstrations and sent 12,000 federal troops to break the strike. Violence erupted. Two strikers were killed, and Cleveland's harsh methods made headlines. In an attempt to appease the nation's workers, he signed a bill to make Labor Day a federal holiday. Cleveland still lost that year's election. America's workers continued to gain power through the 1950s, when over a third of all labor forces were unionized. Labor Day had become a time to rally workers for safer conditions, fair pay, and benefits. But in the second half of the 20th century, the U.S. labor force diminished. Many factories closed. Jobs were outsourced to other countries. Today, workers still parade through blue-collar neighborhoods on Labor Day, and speeches unite the ever-dwindling labor force. But the day's true call has quieted. For now, most Americans leisurely enjoy the holiday as summer's last bow. Very good, Davey. Very good. Always interesting to find out how things started. And whether you are for union or against union, it's still nice to have a day where we celebrate the labor of everyone. Well, very good. 
But I think it's time to bring our guest in. What do you say, Mr. Davy? Aye, Captain. I had the privilege of meeting this fine person. I say person, I should say pirate. But I had the privilege of meeting this fine gentleman the last weekend of April when myself and quartermaster to the St. Augustine Swashbucklers, Mr. Pugh, we went up for a pirate gathering of sorts with our good friend Adam Morrow, who was having a nice pirate gathering up there, and we decided, hey, let's go up there and have a good time, which we did, and we got to meet our good friend Antonio from Black Sails Adventures. Aye, and they're up in the Carolinas, and we're going to talk about what he does. And before that banner goes down, Davy, let's just warn everybody. Well, this may be just like another Jack Sparrow. Nah, bring it on down. Let's show off. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, how you doing? How you doing, my friends? How you doing? <laughs> doing well. We got to be good friends that weekend. We drank together. Oh, did we ever? I and had a good time. It was a, it was a great weekend, and um, it was. I mean, we had been friends. Kind of Facebook really allows you to be friends with people all over the world, but once you get to get a chance to sit with them in person and have a good time, and I don't know, what did we drink until maybe one or two in the morning? Man. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was quite a uh, drinking extravaganza, shall we say? You had that we little had good bucket. rum too. We don't, I, it, myself and and my quartermaster, we don't go for cheap rum. No, that spread you guys had was phenomenal. Yeah, and we we had food out there and everything else, and and we 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 it was it it was Mr. Leon, it was his tent and fly and his setup. And we wanted to make sure that we made an impression on people. We will be doing the same thing in Panama City. Nice. Panama City's Pirate Festival in October. If you get a chance, you should just come down and visit Panama City. Now, you're oh. in the Carolinas, North Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. We're on Oak Island, North Carolina, which is about 40 minutes south of uh, Wilmington. So now, how long has Black Sails Adventures been in existence? Uh, we started about three years ago um, when um, we moved from a town called Cary, North Carolina, and we had a chance to get a place down. We wanted to have a place for our family to go on vacation as uh, when the funk happened, shall we say. It was harder to take vacations like we usually did going to Key West, Isla Mirada, you know, in those areas. So we decided to look into something for the family that was locally here on the coast. And then when we did, we found it. The kids all were going to college and school. And then it was the emptiness time for me and the missus. And so we had a choice of... Uh, Really, do we really need two homes or we, can we just say goodbye to the city life and move down to the beach? And that's what we ended up doing. And so then we were looking at business opportunities to establish and we seen that there was nothing of the sort of telling the history of piracy in a very, very abundantly 
just a bunch of history of piracy that's happened in this area that no one was really you know telling it they there are people that do it in the museums and you know in uh, in certain places but not to the extent of how we visioned uh so then we took that idea and we ran with it and the rest has just been a blur. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's been fun. So sticking along that line there, let me ask you a question. When you are talking with the people, your your guests, let's not call them clients, mm -hmm. we'll call them guests, and they yep. book you to do a pirate adventure, before I ask you what kind of adventures they are, in most cases, because we had this conversation while we were drinking, everybody knows of the of the... Disney-fied pirates. And there's nothing wrong with that. We, we both agree with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But the history of pirates along the eastern seaboard of the United States of America is very interesting because as bad as they were at times, there's still other positive things that came out of the pirate history along the, up and down the coastline. Oh, yeah. Do you talk about those, do you talk about those things or do you keep it all in the the fantasy side of pirating. No, I don't, I don't, I don't blend in the fantasy realm of things at all. What I do is I've heavily researched this area. And what I've used is spots areas that are in a very close region to where we are in Oak Island. For example, uh, Southport, um, Beaufort, of course. Uh, Baldhead Island. There's some there's some stories from that area as well, and uh, a little bit of the history of how they were and how they got to these areas as pirates. Now, what I do is I take the Captain Jack image, the gimmick is what people call it. Well, you have to have a hook. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you, but what I do is I utilize something that everyone's familiar with, whether it's kids, adults, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas. If you give them something that they're familiar with and you make it fun and then you incorporate the history and you make them laugh and you make them participate, I even make people dance. <laughs> we, I do it all. It's all interactive. But then I in, and then I intertwine the history elements into it, the true stuff. And I don't sugarcoat things, you know. I have to keep it PG for the kids, the families, you know, because I, unless it's adult parties, which we do, then we crank it up a little bit. But that's just for the adult parties. Um, but we we use that. We use we use the captain to um, bring the history forward to make it fun. Uh, my dad would always say, if you make teaching or telling something that you're very passionate about fun, you will grab more attention to what you're trying to tell more easier and they'll pay more attention to what you're doing if you make it more fun, interactive, as opposed to being like a featured school, you know? They'll also remember better also. They, oh, yeah. I mean, when I do... We're still trying to figure out how many tours I've done in the Pirate Museum in 11 and a half years, but it's somewhere around the 9,500 mark, 9,500 tours. And I always say, I, 
I always say, and I bring teachers into it because a lot of them are school teachers. And I, 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 so I joke with the kids, I cut up, um, I tease the kids, um, or uh, as the kids say, you know, we burn each other. <laughs> which in, in, in the old days was like Dean Martin's celebrity roast. We roasted people back then. But now the kids say it's a burn. And you do that, but you do it in a fun way. You don't, I've never done it in a mean way. Um, and every once in a while, you'll see the faces of the kids and they'll kind of like, wait, what are you doing? So then you bring the teacher in and you, tell, you ask the teachers, I believe you would agree with me. If anything about learning is not fun, then nobody has a good time and nobody will learn anything. Exactly. And every teacher has agreed. I mean, my son, I don't know. Davey, have you noticed if my son's watching tonight? I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen him yet either. My son is, is a, a history teacher for right now this year for middle school kids. And I watch his Facebook page and he makes learning history hilariously fun because he portrays characters and does. And I know other history teachers that do that. And so that's what you're doing. You're portraying characters and, and doing yes. the same thing. So you, you that and that's what that hook is, that hook to bring people in. And, and once yes. you've got them, um, they'll have fun and they will remember things. They really will. So yep. Yep. what kind of now you mentioned children's parties and adults. So you do stuff specifically for, for adults, but then you also do things for families too, right? Yeah, so we do a thing down here for the public to go to attend called Pyrotales at the Point. So the Point is a certain area that's specified on this island. And it's an area that's everyone knows about when you come down here. It's, it's the best spot to see the sunset. And the sunsets down here are spectacular. So everyone knows where to go. And we, we have a spot where we have people RSVP. They come in, they bring their chairs. We do like a little semicircle. And I set my portable uh, PA system up with a microphone. And uh, we do pirate trivia for kids. And then, we, and then we do pirate trivia for adults. And then we... We have fun with them and such, and then we get into the history part. Um, we also do private bookings as well, and uh, those those can be very interesting, if, especially if they're all adults. And... <laughs> I, I've been I've been hired to do like corporate events. Yeah, and Davey's been on a few of them with me. Um, and a few of the other pirates, maybe even a few of the pirates that are watching us, they've been on with me. And when it's a corporate event, first thing I always have to do is ask the people, how adult do you want it to be? Because it's corporate and a lot of, a lot of the bosses are going to be there. And, and once in a while you get this, we don't care. Go, go, go all the way. Okay. But we don't, I don't write a script for my crew. Yep. yep. We just walk in and take over. Boom. Boom. And I mean, for me, it's easy because I did improv comedy clubs for years. I, that's what I did as a magician. So just to walk in and do something doesn't require a whole lot. And then we just run with the flow. We read the audience. You see where they want to go. You don't have to say bad language or bad words. You just do all kinds of innuendos. Yep. And the more they get into it, the deeper you can go. And it's and it's a lot of fun. So adult parties for pirates is hilariously fun. Oh yeah. I bet it pays well too, doesn't it? 
Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, we'll, we'll keep that part under wraps, the treasure that we get. But, it, but it, you know, I mean, but then at the same time, I, I just got contacted today, and they want a pirate for an event in October, and it looks like I'm going to do the event. But the event is for um, the Navy Wives Auxiliary Club in this area. Cool. I'm a vet. These oh. women, some of them are vets. Some of them may be just the Navy Wives. They asked me what my fees were. And this is one of those ones where I say, my fee is whatever you set up in your budget. Whatever you think you can set up in your budget, because I'm a vet, I'll give back. But if it's a corporation, I, I'm not going to do that. But there are times when I have the privilege to do that. And so whatever, whatever my, their budget is, I will, I will accept. Because I'm going to go have a good time. And they want me for, for 30 to 45 minutes. I can guarantee you I will be there for over an hour. Yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. So pirate entertainment. Look at that. There's a good picture. Let me put that. I'm yep. put my glasses on for that. I'll have to explain, have to explain, this, explain one. this one. Yeah, go ahead. Explain it. I like this one. That's a so, good picture. So, so on the one, so of course you got Mr. Captain Jack, of course. The other one is Major Steve Bonnet. Ah. So I tell the story of him in first person, like of him. If it was the way I the way I thought about it is, if I was him, how would I tell the story of what happened to him from his birth to his death? And I've cross-referenced history. I've read a lot of books. I have uh, done a lot of homework. So I've found the happy medium of everything that I've researched, put it together and put it in a first person kind of format thing. And we, uh, matter of fact, uh, the 19th of September, I'm doing, I'm bringing Steve Bonnet to uh, the Brunswick Community College for a little bit of a pirate lecture uh, coming up for them. On, on, on Talk Like a Pirate Day, Aye. Aye. Very good. Very good. Yes. yes. And um, then those uh, those are the things we we don't we we do love pirate stuff, but we also have a lot of other things. So that right there is a picture of what we do during the fall, which starts about November the sixteenth. You're allowed to have campfires in the beach down here, so we took it to the extreme and decided to make it to where not only do we provide campfires, but we also provide seating and um, a movie setup too, where you can plug in your uh, iPhone or your Samsung phone or whatever you have and watch any kind of movies you want. Um, they watch the movies when they're done. We clean up everything. They just show up, have fun, and leave. Wow, that's a that's a that's a good setup. Yes, and uh, the tide setup. So that's one of our beach setups we provide that has seating, a table, and we are affiliates with the game called Beach Bowl, which was created here on Oak Island. So we actually provide that as part of the package, and um, you can try the game out if you like. You can go to uh, the website for Beach Bowl, or you can come to our Facebook page. We have a hyperlink there as well, where you can purchase it. And uh, I believe it's, it's up now for like 65 bucks and it's created and made here in Oak Island. And Beach Bowl are some good friends of ours and they do a phenomenal job as far as having something different fun with beach activities. So it's part of one of our packages that you can try. 
Oh, yes. Now, this is my wife's creation. I'm going to tell you what, all these things, besides the pirate, some of the pirate stuff, my wife is the brains behind what we do. So, what she well, where did, is she? she's working on some stuff. I know. I told I wish she was here in the room right now. I was like, Rahab's going to be asking for you. She's like, I got stuff to do, man. <laughs> oh, man, you met her. You met the wife. Yeah, we, we, oh, we, yes. We, That's why I asked where she's at. Yeah. I, 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 she does not. She's not a camera person. She's not. She doesn't like any of the. Uh, she likes to stay behind the scenes and do what she does and let the uh, let everything come to fruition be its best story that she does. That's um, a pretty cool looking tent right there, though. That is 16 by 16, my friend. Wow. And it, yes. So you can actually sleep eight to ten. That's pretty cool. I believe cool. we were going to bring that to Adam's place, but when uh, when he had his event, we were going to have that, and then it got to looking to be raining, and my wife was like, nah, man, that thing's going to be a, a pain in the you-know-what to try to put up when it was all wet, and then people dragging the mud and cleaning it. She was like, nah, I'm not down with it. So I didn't blame her because uh, that thing is not cheap. <laughs> it's canvas, right? I believe it's a I believe it's a canvas like material to be honest. Yes. Yeah. We um the, the tent we had it was canvas and that was a a period correct reenactment reenactment tent that we had and and so I love that. We um you know Leon has several of those and one of the ones we'll be setting up in Panama City is I think it's sixteen by sixteen square and oh, it has the ability to to put dividers in it to make little rooms in it if we wanted um at, but they're the reenactors they they understand sometimes it's going to rain and you take care of your tents proper and they'll they'll last and we're looking at them at, at, at what we're going to do so you, yeah, have, those, you have to you actually offer that some canvas. really yeah, you offer some really fun um opportunities to have some fun out on the beach that's really cool now do you yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Are you booked almost every weekend? Pretty much, we're, we're booked pretty like we're year round, and we don't stop. A lot of a lot of businesses that do kind of I wouldn't say similar to what we do, but there are people that provide, uh, you know, chairs, tables, umbrellas, and stuff like that. They are openly open up for the season, which ends pretty much today. And then, and then um, they, they close down close shop, down and shop. we're like, no, we stay year round. I might have to take an adventure up there and work out a deal with you, and you offer something really special, and I'll do magic shows on the beach. Bro. I don't know. That is it cool. may or may not work. I, I'm, I'm a big I'm fan. A big That's... Fan. That's... I, I, I mean, I, I have fun. I come up there for a weekend and have some fun and, and kind of earn my keep, so to speak. It'd be a lot of fun. Oh! Well, we know who the beauty is there. <laughs> you can't touch me from here. Nah, that's yeah. true. No, it can't hit me from there. So, what are some of the other questions I want to ask? Throw out anything you want as I'm thinking about things I want to ask you. But now you've been in business for a couple of years and things are going pretty smooth. Is this is this all you're doing now? Are are you 
Are you proud to say that you are a full-time pirate now? Yes, I have been yes, teased have as been being teased a, as being a <laughs> what's the word, what's the um, word? Um, paid pirate? <laughs> a paid pirate. That's it. That's it. Well, that's good. Well, more power to you. Um, I mean, but we do. Well, here's what we do. I I do give back to the community a lot as much as I can. We've done stuff for the VFW down here. Uh, we've done a lot of things for our community when it comes to giving back. I'm actually October the 21st. We we're doing uh, we're teaming up with an event called Pledge the Pink. And we it's a pirate-themed event, and that is basically an event for women who survived battling breast cancer and even some that are still battling it. It's a pirate-themed event, and they asked us if we could donate our time, and I'm like, oh, yeah. So we are going to be doing that uh, October the 21st. I think it's a four-day Things. So uh, we're pretty excited to be involved with that. And there's there's a couple we things involved, I, I do have. Uh, what else? Um, the St. Augustine Swashbucklers get involved in an event down right. here around the same time frame called Pink Up the Pace. And it's a big run through the city. And one of the things we do is we have a table set up with little glasses of water and just hand out the water as they come running by so they can get a splash of water. And our advertisement for that is that we're passing out rum flavored water. Or rum, or water flavored rum, whichever they they choose to buy, but it's all free, and it's a lot of fun. So it's water flavored rum or rum flavored water. There you go. It all tastes like water. That's good. That's good stuff. That's really good. And we 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 do that, and we'll have anywhere from eight to twenty of our crew standing out there, and some of the crew won't be passing out the water. Some of them be pouring the water and make sure we have plenty of cups. And other of the crew will be standing there waving flags, and we all cheer them on as they go on by. So we have a pirate station for at least three different runs like that during the year. It's given back to the community, like you said. Awesome. Which that's is good important. Stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's that's very good important. Stuff. That's good stuff. Give it, yeah. It's very important to give back when you can. We do everything we can to give back. We've done, uh, we've given to the, the uh, Oak Island uh, Water Rescue down here. We've done, uh, we've donated funds to them because they're pretty much, uh, they, they, I think they run off of donations and stuff, and they're really responsible as the ones that, um, when people get in trouble in the waters, they're the first ones on scene, and then the fire department and police. Uh, so anything they do, we're all about giving back to them. Well, that's good. We're, what, anytime you can do something within whatever it is, whether you're an LLC or a 501, if you can do things that give to the community, um, it will elevate your future. And, and I'm gonna, I'll say this, I, I have people oh, once yes. in a while that we brag all the time about all these things that we do, or I brag about my crew doing all these things. And in, in actuality, it's not bragging, it's advertising. Because the more you do for the community, the less you have to beg to do other things. Because once the community knows that this is what your purpose is and this is what you're doing, that advertisement of bragging about the things you do opens up more and more and more doors. Ah, there's the Oak Island Water Rescue. Very good. 
So yeah, Davy. Davy's always right yes. on it. He, yes. he, he's pretty quick about things. That's why I've got him around. <laughs> I I like having him around to do those things. Hit, I just have yeah, to be Davey the go, boy. Yeah, I just have to be the pretty face on the camera. That's all I have to be. Uh, you know. And so now I have competition with you, Antonio. Two pretty faces. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, does your does your lovely wife? Does she get in character or costume too, or is she just always uh, behind behind the scenes, making sure you're never messing up? <laughs> yes, about yes. as much as uh, she. She's gotten dressed up so far. Well, um, she, it was like fun I said, to talk she, to her when we met in, in April. She's the one. Um, what I we do. four months now. Making sure everything flows in line. Keeps me, like, when it comes to booking, I do have things I wrote, wrote down, you know, that I write. When it comes to keeping up with how the schedule runs, uh, she's on top of everything. And I do my best, too, as well. But she's she's the books and the brains of a lot of the creations that you have put up here tonight. And uh, I have no problem admitting that. I tell everyone that. When it comes to all these creations that have happened, you can thank my wife for that. Because she steadily, you know, boom, boom, going and going and thinking of different things and such. Well, whenever you have a business like this, well, you, you, you do have to have more than one person working with you. It, it's gotten the same way with the St. Augustine Swashbucklers. It's gotten the same way with the podcast. Davey spends a good portion of his time doing certain things. And without those certain things, the show wouldn't work. And Mandy out in Utah, she does things after the fact of the show. She clips pieces and puts them out there and gets more people to come to us. So it, 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 it's a crew. You have to have a crew to do this, do what we're doing. And it's very important. So you, you have a good crew member there and your wife, and I'm sure that she keeps you out of trouble all the time too. <laughs> all right. So, do you have anything on the horizon that you're that you're something new you want to work on? I I think our we're lagging here a bit, aren't we, Davy? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's <clears throat> because Carolina is off in the in in the sticks there, and they probably don't get good reception all the time. It's just. <laughs> It does too. All right, we'll we'll let him catch up there for a minute, because that's what it's going to take for him to catch up just a second or two. As we're doing that, I'm going to wander back through some of the some of the comments because I saw some really good comments there. I'm going all the way back to the beginning, Davy, and let's see. We have Nightingale in Florida. We always have her on board. We always love having her there. Very good. And I saw, um, and she said, "Hey, Bradley Angle." Hi, somebody new on our show. Very good. Love to have you there, Bradley. Thank you for being a part of the show. I see Jim's there. Ahoy to you. Scarlet Deerheart from Shiver Me Pictures is there. I see a few Facebook watchers or Facebook users watching. If you're a Facebook user, in one of your comments, please put your name there so we know who you are because all the Facebook users say Facebook users, so we have no idea who you are. Labor Day is usually a quiet day of rest for us. That is Nightingale. Very good. Uh, Black Sales Adventure Company. Look at that. Very good. Um, 
Let's see what else is out there. Uh, Scarlet Deerheart. We ran a load of supplies out to Cedar Key and they came, then came back and started a bit of a remodel on the camper. New counter and flooring. It's part of my birthday present. And Scarlet Deerheart is coming over here to St. Augustine on the weekend of probably that Sunday, September 8th, 17th. So she'll be here for our September 18th podcast on Talk Like a Pirate Day. And she may be here on the 19th also. Parlay 8. Very good. Hi, I'm glad to have you there. I, I'm going to only let out a small secret. Parlay 8 does uh, some online stuff. Davey, I haven't even told you this. They do an online uh, show. They're, I think, in nine seasons now. But I was talking with them the other night. And we're talking about, they do stuff on Thursday nights. We do stuff on Monday nights. We're talking about doing a two-part show together. That'll be fun. That's a damn good-looking pirate. The pronouns are GFC. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure mm -hmm. they're not talking about me. <laughs> All right. So Parlay 8, we'll be doing some things with you. And thank you for watching the show tonight. There's Scarlet Deerheart again. Hi. Um, I see. Very good. All right. So, are you back on time with us there, Antonio? It, it, it was lagging there for a bit. Are you back on with us? Still. Go ahead. Yes, I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Okay. Very good. There was some lag there. Um, uh, Parlay Aid is busy preparing for an event this weekend. Yes, We're vending in person for the first time in a while. Parlay 8, send me a message privately. I'd love to have you guys come down for Old City Pirate Festival, which is in February. Jim says, North America's most awful pirates hang out around the 38.907 parallel, a bit north of the Carolinas, which would be in the Virginias. More than likely. Very good. Let's see. <laughs> I, I did see some references to uh, Cedar like. Key. Like. All right. The references to Cedar Key, ladies and gentlemen, they've had terrible, terrible destruction over there, and God willing, they'll be able to build everything up and go ahead and do their pirate festival on November 4th. The St. Augustine Swashbucklers will not be there. One of our crew, our quartermaster, is getting married, and it is a Friday and Saturday night event, kilted event, open bar, you can well imagine that most of us are not going anywhere but here. But we'll go to Cedar Key in 2024. So, I, Timothy from the Seawolves, that would be, that would be their captain, ladies and gentlemen, watching us. We're glad to have you aboard. The Seawolf Privateers and the St. Augustine Swashbucklers work together quite often. So, we're always there. So, Antonio, let's see. Facebook user Matt Frick has been watching. Lesson learned. Thank you, Matthew Frick. Hi. Uh, Ransom Mayhem will be in Cedar Key this Thursday with supplies and staying a few days to help. Very good. We will be collecting supplies over here and sending them over with Scarlet Deerheart in about a week and a half. So who is my pronouns GFC? Yeah? All right. Very good. So Antonio, tell us one of your... Even with the lag, we'll see if we can do this. What's one of your most favorite stories about what you've done there in the Carolinas? Wow. Wow. Well, well there's a, there's, there's a, there's. 
There's like a lot of them, but I think one of the one of the ones that I've read about is it throws me on a loop when I read about it. As far as historically, the, is it true? Is it a tall tale like Paul Bunyan, or what is it? Uh, and it's it's very interesting. It's a tale of a guy and a man named Captain William Lewis. Um, Captain William Lewis from from what I've read was a was a captain of a small vessel and what he would do is since his vessel and his ship was so small he was scared to take on the bigger ship so he hid and he would snake in and come pretty much and take him out and This, the story goes that he would brag to everyone doing deeds with the devil. That seems to be a running. So his crew would never test him because they were scared. Like they were scared of him. So one evening, very well. That sounds like what Blackbeard used to tell everybody that he was. He was the son of the devil, and he would tell everybody that. And everybody was scared of Blackbeard, too. Right? They had reason to be scared of Blackbeard. <laughs> but he sailed the waters up around where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. In talking about stories, what's a good memory that you have had that you've created that sticks in your mind from the people you've met? I'll give you an example for, from my side so you understand what I'm trying to tell you. Back in 2011 or 12, a, a little, a young girl, probably about nine years old, came into the museum and took one of my tours and fell in love with Captain Mayhem. And I guess they just kept up with what Captain Mayhem did and they would come every once in a while. Well, when she turned 19, we're talking 10 years later, which would be about a year ago, and got married, Captain Mayhem was on the invitee list to her wedding. That's how much she liked Captain Mayhem. I was very honored by that and totally flattered. So the point I'm trying to um, bring to you is this. How, are there any stories where you know you've made a difference in somebody's life doing what you're doing? And the floor is yours. If we're sure having a problem with the um, with the lag here. I missed that last part. What was that? So we're having a little bit of a problem with the lag, but is there any anybody in your in your adventures, have you done anything that's made a memorable memory to them that you remember that you can share? Did you get that part? Hey, there have been families yes there have been multiple times where children have would come to our events and be interested in piracy and they will hear myself whether it's as bonnet or as captain jack 
or whoever it may be, they hear the stories and the tales, and I don't get too much into certain stories. I rotate them. So the ones that they do hear, they the kids would get interested, and they go home, and then I'll see them the next year come to one of our events, and they're like, guess what, you know, and they'll show me they wrote a report in school about piracy, and they would get like an A-plus on it. Mind blown. Sometimes I, I, I get some of that too from school children. They'll come in and they'll tell me. In fact, here, I'll share one with you. Doing a tour in the museum and there was a little boy in the tour and from the courtyard to captain's quarters, this little boy was just obnoxious as all get up. And I wondered why he was so bad. I mean, he just was terrible. And he was rude and, and interrupting and everything. And, and then when we got into the captain's quarters in the pirate museum, that's where I talk about, um, I, that's where I talk about Sir Francis Drake. Well, he piped up and said, well, I did a report on Sir Francis Drake. I know all about him. And I said, okay, you know what? Why don't you tell us about Sir Francis Drake? And he did, and he was right. And everything he did, everything he said was spot on. When he was done, I took a gold coin out of my pocket, not a plastic one, a real souvenir metal one, and gave it to him. And I said, here, you've been paid now for your work as a pirate historian. Well, he was as good as gold the rest of the tour, all because he got that small bit of attention of what he needed. And the teacher was just she was flabbergasted. She said, nobody has ever, everybody just wants to kick him away. I don't. I rewarded him, and it was like I had a best buddy. So those are the kind of things that we do. You, those children that wrote the report, there you go, look at that. So we make a difference on these children, and that's important to us. So it's, not as, it's not always as good as pay, but it does make up for a lack of pay. <laughs> right? Right. <clears throat> so we'll ask everybody to just be, be patient with the delay. We believe that aye, Antonio's Wi-Fi is probably just a little bit behind, but that's because he's out in the sticks of the Carolinas. <laughs> aye. <coughs> Pardon me for that cough. So, <laughs> aye. So, Anything you've got coming up for the future besides moving on to a couple of events? A couple you're going to Cedar Key, hopefully. Maybe we can get you to Panama City. I'm hoping I can get you to Old City Pirate Festival in St. Augustine in February. You think those things are all possible on the books? The Panama City Pirate Festival is wonderful. Pirates of the White yes. Sands. Yes. Um, that is a great event. The city of the city of St. Augustine Beach is totally behind it. They do a whole lot to help it out. And uh, Ransom Mayhem, my brother, is uh, the integral part or the integral part of the pirate liaison that helps make it work so well. So, um, a new game. Every time there is a lag, I have to take a sip. All right. It could be a long show. <laughs> So, you'll have to come to Panama City. We'll be there that first weekend in October. 
and then come to come to the first weekend in February. Yeah, I'm game. I, I, <laughs> yeah, but what are you drinking? Water? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any questions that you want to throw in there, please do. Um, we hope Cedar no, Key will no. be alive and well for their pirate festival. You want to talk about how good people, good people are? What's There's that? A- I got this so, from my family from West Virginia. They make he makes bourbon, and he gave me this. Ah, so you're a bourbon drinking pirate, not a rum drinking pirate. Just for now. Just for now. <laughs> hey, if you're like me, it's whatever's free. Yep. Aye. <laughs> Very good. So if we can get you to Panama City, I know my brother would love it. It's October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Pirates of the High Seas. The main pirate crew is the Pirates of the White Sands. It's a, it's a great event. It's a Beat me up. Send me all the information. Well, he, Ransom Mayhem's watching, so we'll have him send you some information and get you to come on down. And have a good time with us. It'll be my eighth or ninth year, I believe. Maybe even my tenth. I can't remember now. But it's a, it's a, it's a worthwhile event. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, looking at my notes here, Davey. Yeah, send me the information. I'm interested. Why don't we go into uh, this week in nautical history right now? Okay. Welcome to This Week in Nautical History, sponsored by our friends at Florida Water Tours. Experience the intercoastal waterway at its finest, featuring picture-perfect attractions. We start off This Week in Nautical History in the year 1000, Battle of Volder, Baltic Sea. King Olaf, on board the Long Serpent, defeated in one of the greatest naval battles of the Viking Age. He leaps to his death overboard. 1522, Ferdinand Magellan's Spanish expedition aboard the Victoria returns to Spain without their captain, first to circumnavigate the earth. 1609, navigator Henry Hudson is the first European to discover island of Manhattan. 1622, Spanish silver fleet disappears off Florida Keys. Thousands die. 1628, Dutch private Pierre Piet Hein captures Spanish silver fleet in the Bay of Matanzas, Cuba. And in 1717, Britain's King George I issues proclamations for suppressing pirates in the West Indies, granting pirates who surrender a pardon reissued in 1718. 1807, Robert Fulton begins operating his steamboat between New York and Albany. 1813, American naval commander Oliver Hazard Perry defeats the British in the Battle of Lake Erie. 1932, steamboat SS Observation explodes in New York City East River. 71 killed. 
And finally, in 1941, U.S. destroyer Greer fires on German submarine U-652. And that is this week in nautical history. Very good, Davy. Very good. All right. Are you still with us, Antonio? The lag has really right. caused a problem. It's probably a Wi-Fi issue. But I, I see you smiling, so you still must be there. I don't know if the lag is from us to you or you to us. That's because he's drinking the bourbon, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that might be it. Stop drinking the bourbon, drink the rum, and everything will be all right. Aye. So on that note, we normally have mail call here, but I don't have any mail because we haven't had any school tours for the, for the summer. So <laughs> Um, I'm going to give uh, Antonio a chance to, to, to he, he, as long as we have a smiling face on there, we're good to go. That's all right. But it is time for this week in history. So, Davy, shoot it forward. Welcome to This Week in History, sponsored by our good friends at Dick's Wings Bar and Grill. Wings, salads, wraps, quesadillas, and more. No matter what your taste buds crave, they've got you covered. We begin this week in history in the year 1630, city of Boston, Massachusetts is founded. 1642, English long parliament issue ordinance or the enclosure of London theaters, including the Globe Theater, once part owned by William Shakespeare. 1774, the first Continental Congress, a meeting of delegates from the 12 of the 13 British colonies that later became the United States, convenes at Carpenter's Hall in Philadelphia. 1793, French Revolution, the reign of terror begins. 1813, first U.S. religious newspaper, Religious Remembrancer, Christian Observer. 1862, General Lee begins the Maryland Campaign invading the North with 50,000 Confederate troops in the U.S. Civil War. 1885, first gasoline pump is delivered to a gasoline dealer in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And in 1886, Apache Chief Geronimo surrenders, ending the last major U.S. Indian War. 1892, first appearance of Pledge of Allegiance in the Youth's Companion. 1894, in New York City, 12,000 tailors went on strike protesting against sweatshops. 1914, World War I, First Battle of the Marne begins. French and British forces prevent German advance on Paris till the 12th of September. 1936, RKO Radio Pictures releases Swing Time directed by George Stevens, starring Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. 1950, Beetle Bailey, comic strip, debuts in 12 newspapers. 1966, Star Trek premieres on NBC TV, starring William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. 1976, Jim Henson's The Muppet Show premieres on television, with Mia Farrow as their guest star. 1995, cult TV series Xena, Warrior Princess, starring Lucy Lawless and Renee O'Connor, debuts in the U.S. And finally, in 1997, 
Funeral of Diana, Princess of Wales, held at Westminster Abbey in London. And that was This Week in History. There were some good ones in there, Davy. Xena, Princess Warrior, Beetle Bailey. Great things in there. Very good. I just saw two um, questions here. One is for our friend Antonio. Uh, the question was, does the glamping retreat include rum in the package? <laughs> By the time you get that, we'll work on this other one. Does it include rum? Also, one of the Facebook users said, can you do anything for the Echo? Uh, if you're watching from Facebook, most likely we can. I don't know about that. <laughs> if you are watching from our YouTube channel, uh, the Echo should be lessened. But watching from Facebook, you're watching it through a, through a third party kind of a thing. So that causes problems. So on that, we move over. The camera has a bit of water resistant material on it. But it oh, the canvas. Uh, that's somebody tell me about the tent after I asked if they were waterproof. Very good. I like that. Um, hobby of mine. Somebody new. I don't recognize that. Great podcast. Thank you for all the volunteer work you do. That is where it is important to give back. You're absolutely right. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Uh, Facebook user says, great job, Brother Bill. I wish I knew who that was. John Boyd is on, great show. Tinker here, very good. Uh, Matt Frick is on. Matt Frick is the curator of the Pirate and Treasure Museum and the writer of a book on Thomas II and something I saw today online um, in September or October. I don't remember which. That would be the um, uh, 16th, I believe. Matt Frick will be doing a talk on Thomas II at one of the other historical areas here in St. Augustine. Um, send us messages and we'll keep up with it on you for you. Uh, Ransom Mayhem says, hello, Scarlett. She'll be, he'll be in Cedar Key this Thursday. Um, 38907 is actually Washington, D.C. Uh, Matt Frick, the Canvas info, info is from Leon. All right, very good. Thank you. Very good. Uh, 38.907 is actually Washington, D.C., as well as Virginia. No insult to Virginians was intended. <laughs> I, I see Camera, Kara Creamer is on board. Everybody has said hello to her. Thank you very much. Um, who else do we have? Antonio, if, if it catches up, just throw something in and I'll shut up. <laughs> uh... Great show as usual. Glad to see a familiar face on here. Logan, you're going to have to be one of my familiar faces soon. I'm going to have to put you on board. Um, I, we have a lot of Facebook users tonight. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Glad to see a familiar face. Yes, very good. Um, it's been a great show. I, we apologize for the Wi-Fi issue. As you can see, Antonio is frozen in time giving us a cheer. He'll probably hear that in a few minutes, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, Amy, let's go ahead with the rest of the show. Future guests. 
Let's see, where are we at? Black Sail Adventures tonight. Next week we have a surprise special. I'm still working on it. I don't know what's going to happen. September 18th, our anniversary show, our 100th episode. We'll be talking about Talk Like a Pirate Day. September 25th, a Humane Society event. We're going to be talking with them. October 2nd, Ann Colby, author of Wicked St. Augustine. October 9th, Morgan Lanny, Ghost Tour Guide. October 16th, Carol Busby, author of History of Women in Piracy. 23rd, we'll promote Spooktacular. 30th, at Halloween Special. The, the 6th of November, Tasting Tours of St. Augustine, I hope. Dick's Wings Live Podcast on November 13th. Diana Harriman, a movie prop designer. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to catch that because she's the one that designed the big, gigantic Michelin Man for the Ghostbusters movie. November 27th, St. Nicholas himself may be here. You never know. A Pearl Harbor special on December 4th. December 11th and 18th are still unclaimed. A Christmas special, which will probably be recorded. And speaking of recorded, those of you that tuned in last week, it was a pre-recorded show. We didn't give any warning. We just wanted to put it up there and see how it worked. We hope that you enjoyed it and were in favor of it. We plan on doing a few more of those. I, one of the Facebook users is Grace. Very good. Good to have you aboard. Anything else that I have uh, missed, Davey? What's next on the agenda? Mini Mayhem's reveal. All right, bring Mini Mayhem back up. Okay, it's time for the answer to the joke of the week. Why did Blackbeard offend so many ladies? The answer is, he kept getting slapped each time he said, Yo-ho! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. Very good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we always like to say thank you to everybody. And we used to say thank you by just saying thank you, but we decided to put it to a video. Mr. Davey, say... The Captain Quarters Podcast is indeed a ship sailing the seas of the world, always in search of history, knowledge, and adventure. It takes a crew to run a ship, so we'd like to take this opportunity to thank those who helped keep the ship afloat. Our sponsors, St. Augustine Pirate and Treasure Museum, Dick's Wings Bar and Grill, Spyglass Travel, Ancient City Sirens, Rikers Reenactors, Paper and Strings, Shiver Me Pictures, and Florida Water Tours. The supporting cast and crew, Captain William Mayhem, Navigator Davy Longwood, Gunner Hellfire Henley, Cartographer Mandy Joe, Juan Cam, and of course our Potter Monkey. Helping others gives the crew purpose. The four major charities we support, with always room for more, are Inc. Investing in Kids, St. John's County Fire Cadets, Says St. Augustine Youth Services, and the Humane Society. You too can be part of the crew and support the show in many ways. Go to Patreon. Support us with a small monthly contribution as Powder Monkey or First Mate memberships. Go to YouTube. Hit the like and subscribe button to join our ranks and support the show. Or a single contribution which helps with other expenses of the show. Thank you. It does take a crew. Very good, Davey. Very good. And as always, we like to make sure everybody knows that we are truly appreciative of you being a part of our show. And we'd love for you to be a follower of our show and a subscriber. 
we are doing so well, we're just on the precipice of actually getting paid back for it. So, on that note, we've said our thank yous. Here's how you can watch us. Watch us live on YouTube every Monday night at 8 p.m. It automatically downloads to Spotify and Instagram within a couple of hours, and by the next morning, Tuesday morning, you can watch us there. If you just want to listen to us, and I get so many people from the museum that take one of the cards and will pay attention to us because they want to listen to us while they're driving home to wherever it is, you can catch us on Stitcher, iHeart, CastBox, Apple Podcast, and Music Amazon. We are actually going to be doing something in the next couple of weeks to expand our viewership even more. We hope that you'll be following along with us. Now, on that note, we have 1,405 subscribers. I'd like to see 1,500 by Halloween. That'll be the new one. 1,500 by Halloween. Come out and see us for Ancient City Con. We'll be doing some videotaping for our show. And if you come and sit at the table, we'll tape you and put you on the show. And that might be part of the show after Ancient City Con. We'd love to have you there. On that note, Antonio, if you've caught up, you have an opportunity here to say some final words. Ransom Mayhem wants to know your contact information. All right. So Ransom Mayhem, look at the bottom of the screen. You see BlackSalesAdventure.com. That's their website. Use that and contact him. That is the best way to do it right now. Contact him at BlackSalesAdventure.com. And if you're in yes. the Carolinas, contact them and do something fun. When I can figure out a time to come up there for the weekend, I'm going to come up there and go have some fun. We'll see what happens. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe we've reached the time yes. where it's time to take a cheer, raise a glass, and say thank you very much. Antonio, thank you for being on the show. My and pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. You're very welcome, mate. We'll work on that Wi-Fi and have you back on again real soon, I. Right? That sounds good, most very definitely. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question, a concern, an idea, captainsquarterspodcast21 at gmail.com. Send it to us. Let us know what we can do. Your suggestions make the show better. We do appreciate it. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to sign out. Davey? Part of the podcast. Part of the crew, always. Cheers to everyone. Thank you for being aboard. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Safe travels.